0: Hi and welcome to the Hope Center podcast. We really hope you were encouraged to listening to this message today. If you would like to know more about the Hope Center, please feel free to visit us on www.hopecenter.ie or drop us an email at info at hopecenter.ie. make all them lists, like the first, the first video and the second video. I'm going to do this, I'm going to do that, I'm going to do the other. I'm going to um, connect with people, I'm going to read the Bible, I'm going to do this. I'm going to change, I'm going to be different. And, and I learned something last year, going into the, the Christmas and the New Year, I was trying to do a bit of, um, I don't know, a study or whatever you want to call it, but I was trying to figure out what the New Year looks like with God. Because I've done this journey for I'm fifty-eight now, so I've been doing the New Year's journey for probably forty years or more. And I've been doing the Christian one for twenty-eight years. But every year I've done the same thing. Make a lot of promises to myself, sometimes to Anne and to other people, and never keep them all. And then bait myself up because I haven't got it. And feel lousy halfway through. And last year I came across this guy who had who had done a teaching on a thing and his whole thing was scrap the lists. And when it comes to what you're gonna do with God, and this is particularly around your spiritual life is what he was talking about, it was scrap the lists and pick one word. One word and then filter everything in your life through that one word and see what difference it makes. And I tried it and and I did it for about probably did it for six or eight months, not perfectly but it made a difference. And going into this year, I was trying to figure out what will my one word for this year be? And my one word for 2018 is presence. It's God's presence. And if I filter everything, and I've been trying to do this since since Monday, that was New Year's Day, wasn't it? Everything I do, I've been trying to filter through God's presence. And the way I mean that is, realizing that he's actually here. He's actually in me. He's around me. He's on me. hes I've, I'm not escaping his presence. So even if I'm in the shower, I'm in God's presence. If I'm talking to someone, I'm in God's presence. If I'm fighting with somebody, I'm in God's presence. And trying to see what difference that makes in my head. Um, fighting with people its a bit more difficult to try and think about being in God's presence, to be honest with you. That takes a little bit more work. Um, But it's real. Especially if it's me and Anders waiting. And there's this scripture in John, which is an amazing scripture. and, And it says, If you abide in me and I abide in you, then you will produce much fruit. But if you don't abide in me, you'll do nothing. And there's plenty of scriptures throughout the whole New Testament that teach us that if we stay close to Jesus, Philippians, we can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. But that's through Christ who strengthens us. If we're not in Christ, then we, it doesn't say we can do all things. There's a scripture that says he will keep you in perfect peace if you keep your mind stayed. In the old King James says, if my mind is stayed upon thee. But in English that just means if you keep your head full of God, He'll keep your head full of peace. But that's about presence. That's about filtering everything I do through the idea that I am actually in his presence. So if I'm overeating, I'm in his presence. If I am and saying amen. Anthony, amen. <laughs> if I'm exercising, I'm in his presence. If I'm walking, I'm in his presence. If I'm praying, I'm in his presence. If I'm with family, I'm in his presence. If I'm in a club, I'm in his presence. If I'm out having a point with somebody, I'm in his presence. It's not like just parts of my life that have God in them and parts that don't. And one of the, one of the biggest, it's not fair, one of the biggest times or things I have seen in people's lives to have shipwrecked them over and over again, is this separation between thinking part of their life has nothing to do with God. And only part of their life has something to do with God. And it destroys us. Because we're not built to be two kind of faces of the same person. The scripture says, let your yes be yes and your no be no. That just means be who you are. Having a humble opinion of yourself is having an honest opinion of yourself. This is what I'm good at, this is what I'm lousy at. This is where I'm strong, this is where I'm weak. Just being honest with yourself. But being that person where everybody. If you're a people pleaser, you have about 20 faces. Because you'll be this kind of person for one group of people, and this kind of person for another group of people. You'll be in church, and you'd be like, oh, holy, holy, and da 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 And then at the weekend, on a Saturday night, you'll be out dancing, and you would be like, as if you don't even know God. Because you're with a different crowd, and you become a different person. And all that does, in the end of the day, is wreck you. And robs you. And what I believe God wants for you, and for me in 2018, is that we go through this year, not just we enter into it, but we follow through the whole year, and come out the other end of it stronger. And come out the other end of a hole. And we don't have to wait until we get to the end of it to be whole. We can be whole now. But we need to be willing to go, yeah, I've been living with the masks. I've been living with whatever. I have been different people to different things. I've said yes to this crowd, and then I say no, yes to that crowd. But as long as them two crowds don't meet, that's fine. But if I end up in the same restaurant some night and the two of them groups are in it, then I'm in serious crap. Because it's like, do you remember that Mrs. Dowfire film where he was having dinner with the boss and he was having dinner with the others and he was dressed up as a woman and he was running in and out and it all went pear-shaped at the end of the day. Mind you, he had a lot of whiskey in him as well, So, it all, but it all went pear-shaped. And, and the reality is, that's what life is like for us. So if we abide in God, all that really means is that we stay close to him that we take it serious that he wants to stay close to us, that we take it serious that no matter what I'm doing, I'm going to include God in it. So God isn't only for when I'm having a prayer time, if I go to church on a Sunday, or if I happen to go to some meeting during the week. God is for when I wake up at 7 o'clock or 8 o'clock or 9 o'clock on a Monday morning, and I have to get up and go somewhere and meet people. And maybe I have to walk people that really irritate me and annoy me, and I want to slap them around the place. But I have to realize God is even in that. Maybe I'm up at 4 o'clock in the morning with sick babies. God is there even though you think he's not because it's God forsaken hour and the child is sick, but he's still there. Maybe you're going through a bad relationship. Maybe maybe you're broke. Maybe whatever, but God is still there. He's still in the midst of it. And if we abide in him, and abide just means to stick in there, to stay with it. And I was thinking, what kind of fruit was he talking about? And I think he's talking about the fruit of the Spirit that's talked about in Galatians. And we're going to do, in February and March, we're going to do a series on the fruit of the Spirit. And what's really interesting, if you ever read the Scriptures in Galatians 5.22, it's not up here. You can look it up yourselves. But it says, the fruit of the Spirit is these things, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. The fruit of the Spirit. And here's the thing a lot of us do as people, because we want to be nice people, we try and make them things happen in our lives. We try and be patient with people. We try and have some self-control. We try and have um, love and joy and peace in our lives. And sometimes we try and get them by doing all the wrong things, and we don't get the joy and peace. We might get it for 10 seconds, but it doesn't last. We try and be kind to people but you see, the bit about this is this is a promise this is a promise from Jesus he says, if you abide in me and I abide in you that you will produce much fruit I pulled this branch off a tree out there this morning I'll probably get arrested for it by the police the tree police, it was fairly dead anyway I have to be honest with you, it wasn't very green but I was thinking, that is not abiding in the tree anymore does that make sense? So it's not going to produce a lot of fruit this year, is it? Now, I might be able to graft it onto a tree if I was any good at that kind of stuff. I might be able to fix it or put roots on it and make it grow again. But the reality of it is, if it's here on its own, lying on the ground or in my hand or anywhere else, it's not going to produce anything. But if it's attached to the tree out there, then the fruit that's only going to produce is leaves because it's not an apple tree. But if it's an apple tree, it'll produce apples. If it's an orange tree, it'll produce oranges. But it will only produce, the branch will only produce if it's attached to the tree. Jesus said, without me, you can do nothing. How much is nothing? (laughs) It's nothing. You can do some things, but they won't last. And they'll wreck you. And they'll drag everything out of you. But if you do this, if you take the time to abide in him and stay with him and include him into everything in your life, then you can do all things. So as we enter into 2018, as we move forward in this new year, as you move forward in your life, because the reality of it is 2018 is only a number on a piece of paper. 24 hours in every day. So tomorrow could be June, July or August. It doesn't matter. It's a new day and it's a new dawn and it's a new life for you. And there's three things I think we can do that will help us to abide in God. Sorry, there's one thing, but there's three ways, three parts of it that I think are important. One is that we need to be quiet we need to find quiet places that we can spend with God. You need to find a space in your house, in your car, in your job, in whatever, but somewhere where no one else is around and you can just be on your own with God and just have that time with him so that you won't, as well as everything else, when you pray, if you're praying with other people around you, you get tempted to pray in a way that's not normal. You ever with people and they start talking in a different language when they're praying around other people? Or they, with a different accent? And you go, where'd that come from? He's from Crumlin, what's he talking like that for? Because when we're with other people, we get tempted and pulled into doing stuff like that. And the reality of it is, if you're on your own, well then there's no one to tempt you to do that. Just just you and him. And then you can just be you. You don't have to pretend to be anything. You need to be honest Just be honest. Again, if you're just with God, there's no point in hiding in or trying to hide in or trying to go. And we talk about everything and then the Holy Spirit taps you on the shoulder and says, but what about that little thing there? And you go, no, I'm not talking about that. We move on. We just pretend that's not happening because you not stop tapping on your shoulder. So somewhere quiet and somewhere you can be honest. And then lastly, just something simple if you have a God that loves you as much as even we've been singing about this morning and you don't have to be anything but who you are you don't have to be getting better you don't have to be getting stronger you don't have to be richer, you don't have to be more affluent or influential or anything, you just need to be you and you need to be available that's all and if we do all of that And I want to challenge you to take this on as something you will try over the next couple of months. And I think what my challenge is that between now and Easter, Easter is very early this year. It's the end of March. It's only three months away. But I'm going to challenge you to give the first 15 minutes of every day to God. Now whether you're someone who wakes up at 6 o'clock in the morning or 10 o'clock, it doesn't really matter. And whether you want to get out of bed and make a cup of coffee to do it with, that's fine, or you want to stay in bed and do it. But I'm going to ask you to take the first 15 minutes on your own, somewhere without any distractions, and for the next three months, commit that you will give that 15 minutes to God every day. And then after that, We'll have a conversation in April and see what God's done in your life. Because I promise you, if you do that, your life will not be the same. It will be changed. If you want to know how to do that, you can use something like the Word for Today down there. There's a brilliant app called Force 15 that you can download on your phone. It has a worship song. It has a scripture. It has a meditation. It has it all in it. You can just get your Bible out and start reading. But whatever it is that's going to work for you, it could be 15 minutes just sitting listening to worship. I'm worshiping the long run, But the challenge will be to stick to the 15 minutes and to actually do it. And to give the first 15 minutes before you turn on Sky and Facebook. Because the minute that happens, I promise you, you won't go back to the 15 minutes for God. It'll be robbed on you. And you'll have already infected your life with whatever them things are going to put into it. I'm not going to ask you to sign up in blood or anything to agree to this, right? That's... I just know if you do this, it will change your life for the better. And it will change 2018 for the better for you. I'm not going to tell you it will make things comfortable, because it might actually make things uncomfortable, because God might put his finger on a few bits and pieces that you need to change. But it will make it better. And it will make you stronger. And it will make this possibly the best year you've ever had is that fair enough Um, I want us to just take communion together Jesus said on the night that he was betrayed he took bread and he took wine and he shared it around with everybody and he said I want you to do this to remember me and when we're in a church context, we do it with little cups. If you're in a different church, they might do it with, little, with one cup and pass it around. But here, we do it with little cups of juice. It's not even wine. It's rubina. And we do it with little bits of bread. I want you to hold them just for a minute. Don't take them. Just take them off the things, but just hold them in your hand for a minute. But every time you have a meal together, there's an opportunity for you to have communion. This is just one way of remembering Jesus. Every time we have dinner, if we're having chips and beans, we can remember Jesus. Every time you wake up in the morning and have breakfast, you can have communion. It's not only something that we do once a month in church or something. It's something we can do every day. It's something we can do to follow one of the few commandments that Jesus gave us, was to do this in remembrance of me. And what he wanted you to remember was the price that he paid for you. And the victory that he won for us. He didn't just pay a price. He's not just someone hanging on a cross. He is a risen victorious savior. So what I'm going to ask is in a minute we're going to take it all together. We'll take the bread. We'll take the cup. And I want to ask you that let this be the first time, maybe you've already had communion this week, but if this is your first time to do it this year, I want to ask you that this will be the first of many and that every time you sit with another human being to eat or to drink, whether they are a believer or not a believer, that you will take the time to go, Jesus, I remember you here. I remember what you did for me, and I remember what you won for me.. My wonderful assistant has given the mali. Okay. Thank you. So I'm going to take the bread and the, and the cup and um, So I'm going to ask you to close your eyes for a few minutes. And just take a minute to remember the price that was paid. The bread represents his body that was tortured, that was hung on a cross that was allowed to die. The blood that was spilt is represented by the cup. And that blood bought our freedom and bought our healing and bought our future. That song says that he won't relent until he has it all. And Jesus didn't relent until he went through the cross and came out the other side and he had it all. Enter into all that he has for you. I pray that 2018 will be the year that you enter into all that God has for you. So as we take this in your heart, in your head, You remember Jesus. You remember what he has done for you and what he has called you out of and what he is calling you into. So Father, I thank you for your your body. I thank you for your blood that was shed for us and I thank you for your body that was broken for us. And I thank you for the promise of the cross that it is for a new life. It is for a future filled with hope, filled with expectancy, filled with joy, filled with peace, that we can live in the fruit of your spirit, Lord. That if we abide in you, if we remember you every day, that we can have this in our life all the time. So Lord, I pray even as we take this bread and wine, that you would change our hearts, that you would change our minds, and that you would help us to see you in a way that we have never seen you before. And I ask it in Jesus' name. Take the bread and wine. So, Father, thank you for this day. Thank you for this new year. Thank you for this new opportunity for a new start. For a brand new start with you. And not whether our resolutions were that, they were that we were going to get closer to you or we were just going to get fit and lose weight or whether we were going to make money or read books or whatever it was. I pray that you would help each and every person in this place to, to have the strength to do what they need to do to make their lives bring you more glory. But Father, I pray above all and over everything that you will help us this year to abide in you that you will help us this year to stay connected to you like a Siamese twin, that everywhere we go, we know you are with us. Everything we do, we know you are there, that you are the unseen guest at every single dinner, at every single meal. Lord, I pray your blessing over your people. I pray that you would make your face shine on them. I pray you would lift up your countenance upon them and grant them peace. And I pray that they would walk every single day in the knowledge of the fellowship of your Holy Spirit and in the awareness of your presence in their life. And I ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for listening to today's message. We really hope that you were encouraged and inspired to go and live a life full of adventure and excitement and destiny, one that you were created to live from the very beginning of time. Thank you. (laughs)